0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Keeping it simple is usually a good thing. And when it comes to rewards programs, keeping it simple is always a good thing. That's why we made the NAPA Rewards Program effortless. All you need is your phone number to start saving on the parts and tools you need. Then we automatically give you $5 off your next purchase for every hundred you spend. So start saving today with NAPA Rewards. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa NAPA Know How. And Tom Bray's Joffrey, we have three prospects that we would go for your item. Like like not, you're not leaving, my- no, like you're leaving the supermarket, and like can't can't you forgot your item? Shout out to Grandpa's.
1: What's up, draft nerds? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. I'm one of the riders of the Arrowhead Pride. This is the AP Chiefs draft show, and we are 35 days away from the Chiefs making their first pick. In the NFL draft. It might just be 34. We'll talk about that a little, a little bit here uh, in, in a little bit here. Uh, I'm joined as always by my co host on this show. You can find him on Twitter at Jacob Morley. Jake, a very merry draft miss to you, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, merry draft We're getting closer. Almost a month. Almost. Yeah, and, you know, free agency is kind of in our rearview mirror. Yeah. We're, we're really close first to. First wave. The first wave's over. The first wave's over. And I mean, there's really nothing separating us now on the NFL calendar between here and the draft. Mm-hmm. We're 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 kind of full on into it. Like if if uh, if Thanksgiving is the kind of the official unofficial start of of Christmas season, I think the right after the first wave of free agency is pretty much the
0: the full on draft season at this yeah. point, right? Well, yeah, cuz yeah, free agency is it's the turkey, it's the dressing, you know like you get that stuff, you get to see your family, all that is good. You like it a lot, but it's it's not quite Christmas. It's not, it's not quite, quite Christmas. It's not quite as good.
1: Yeah, it's 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 not as new and as it's fresh because you're getting, you know, you're seeing old friends. Mm-hmm. You're bringing old friends home. You've done
0: Thanksgiving before. You've done it. You know like you know what to expect. Every Christmas you, is new. Every Christmas brings something new. And Draftness is
1: no different. Like how a kid feels at at Christmas time is how guys like me and Jake feel about the draft. And uh, we're really excited to continue to provide you some draft content here. And we've got a lot of content just in general that uh, that Arrowhead Pride's got going on right now. We've got... uh, our show, we got three different podcasts. Uh, the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network has launched, and we've got three different shows that are that are all going right now. Uh, our show's on Friday. On Wednesday, you've got Joel, Pete Sweeney, Sean Barber with the Arrowhead Pride Podcast. And uh, on Mondays, you're going to have the Chief in the North. And uh, every, every, I, I kind of always, I almost want to call it like the Chief in the North. Like I, every time I hear that name, I always wind up thinking of
0: Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, I think that's the idea, right? I, it has to be. I think yeah. I might have asked Seth at one point. You know, and I think you could compare Game of Thrones to the NFL in a couple ways. Oh, really? Um, you know, I was just thinking, you know, with free agency being over, one really big marquee guy that's still out there is Um <laughs> And Where, if, where if, are you going with if, this? Just bear with me. <laughs> okay. So, Braun is a sellsword, right? You can basically pay him money to fight for you. And I kind of feel like that's Nadavik and Sue. Like, if the money's right, like, he has no loyalty at all. He's just trying to get paid. He's trying to get paid. (laughs) And he'll go out there. He's good. He's a good fighter. He's a good player. But he just wants to get that money. Dude, uh, you know, uh, so the Mountain. And if if any of you guys
1: don't know uh, what Game of Thrones is or have watched Game of Thrones, that's okay. We're just going to – we'll get back to real football talk in a minute. But did did you know the Mountain, like, the Colts
0: tried to sign him? To play yeah. nose tackle Well he's huge
1: He's like 6'9 420 pounds yeah.
0: And Tom Bray's Joffrey Let's just get that, (laughs) Let's just get that clear. Let's get that out of the way. (laughs) Yeah, but weren't the
1: Mountain and Joffrey kind of on the same side? Kind of in cahoots. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, This doesn't have to be a perfect analogy. I just—could you imagine, like, if the Mountain was playing nose tackle? Like, he doesn't even have to be good. He's just such a massive human being. Like, like teams two gap. Like, I'm pretty sure the Mountain could four gap. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, he he would just be like—he's a two down guy. He's not going to get much pass rush. Pass rush productivity. But he's hey, he
0: he'd probably be a dancing bear. <laughs> he would be, and he's definitely got a bubble. He's got a bubble. He's body beautiful. He's body beautiful. He's, he's he, the guy we've been looking for to he's, make that he's comparison got every, with. He's got every scouting term you could imagine. Uh I just hope he uh And now he's dead, but is he dead? He's not actually dead. I don't know. If you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, sorry. It's over a year old though, so Oh, it's all right. I, I didn't get into it for a long time, so
1: it's no big deal. Um, we've got a lot of real yeah, football talk. on. Yeah, no, <laughs> seriously. We've got a lot of football talk now uh, to talk about because, uh, we're like I said, we're full into draft this season. Uh, I wrote an article this week on Arrowhead Pride um, kind of talking about one interesting tweet from my guy, Therese Paler, the corporate champ. Uh, he, he heard from Aunt David and David Amerson said uh, when they were working to sign him, that uh, they mentioned, you know, we're going to press 90% of the times, kind of a little bit more back to some of the roots of the successful Bob Sutton defenses. So we're looking at, uh, we're probably going to be looking at a lot more press scheme, and I think there's a couple guys that, could be immense value um, as press corners. And we're gonna kinda talk about the guys I wrote about on Arrowhead Pride. You can see that article on here. So you guys, if you've read that article, you know what I'm gonna talk about. We're gonna go a little more in depth on him. And I kinda wanna hear what Jake has to say about him. Um, the first one, Holton Hill. He's 6'2", 196 pounds from Texas. And he's kind of an interesting guy because he's he's got immense talents. He was kicked off the Texas football team. Sound familiar? <laughs>
0: Who? I don't know. Just just in general? Okay. I mean, yeah, there's probably been a few of those guys. I actually Are you I mean, being serious? Who else was kicked off their team that had a lot of talent, but the Chiefs still draft him in the first round? On Texas? No, from Washington. Oh. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> no, I'm I'm a dense human. Okay, I thought you were talking about Texas specifically. No, no. It's <laughs> Yeah, no, this is kind of this is kind of another uh a risk that they could potentially take, although I don't think it would be uh in the first round. Uh but his name's Holton Hill, 6'2", on hundred ninety six pounds, drug in, uh kind of drug related issues is why he is uh kind of fell in the draft. Um, but he's really intriguing as a press corner, Jake. Yeah, no, he's super talented. I actually have a first round grade on him. Wow. Wait, um saw, hold on, we we and Jake haven't talked yet, like sometimes we
0: kind of keep some of these prospect conversations fresh I a first round grade that's that's it's a that's, it's a late first. Um, still, That's awesome, but I, I mean, think he's, he's just as talented. He's he's like almost six two, and he moves like he's a much uh, shorter corner. He doesn't have those problems like bigger corners typically have. Um, he's super like physical, and he's super instinctive. Um, he will like he's one of those guys that just flashes onto the screen. Yep. If you're just watching like the broadcast version, and there's a guy in the open field, number five just cuts people down. Um, he's I really like him. He's a physical guy. His his press technique is really good. Yeah, um, but and that's no, one really. of the things. Well, that's one of the things like I was I was immediately drawn to is
1: is that the the other thing is like it's just as far as just like not just his ability to press, but like his ability to play in kind of a man scheme like that. Like one of the things I thought was just so impressive with him was his ability to um, to kind of run through like rub rub routes and stuff Mm -hmm. like he played those perfectly there was a couple times like on a fourth down and three against USC um he sorted through the rub play and stopped him behind the line of scrimmage um just I was super impressed with his ability um in those tight spaces in man just kind of good spatial awareness and his ability to press I he's he's a great Kind of, kind of prospect in that regard.
0: Yeah, I love. I just love his like change of direction and how springy he, like how springy of an athlete he is. He's really fun to watch. He's one of those corners that that's the first thing that pops out at you is his athleticism. Um, he he tested okay at the combine, around like a four yep. four nine, um, and that's about right. You know, for a guy that's his size and physical, but just his quickness, I, I really think the way he changes directions is borderline special. And he kind of almost reminded me of a bigger Denzel Ward. Um, just, and I know that's. Denzel Enzo awesome. He's not as good as him. But uh, just the way he moves and the way he can sit in a guy's hip pocket, um, that's why I like him a lot because I think he can press, but I think he's really scheme versatile as well. There's a guy, you know,
1: okay, Honey Badger. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm kind of going to compare him to Honey Badger, not from a positional standpoint or anything like that, but just work with me for a second here. Um, Justin uh, Holton Hill, he's got um, – he's got some off-field issues. He's got some drug-related issues the same way that the Honey Badger did. But when you watch the Honey Badger play and when you watch Holden Hill play, you don't see a guy that shows up with red flags like as far as on the field football character his ability to play his willingness to tackle his aggressiveness the way he attacks the game you don't see a guy um, that has off-field concerns it's kind of one of those interesting things because sometimes you can tell when a guy's got some off-field issues based on some of the things he does on the field i don't see that with holton hill it's just an issue of can he get his life kind of organized outside of the football field
0: yeah i think um i think You know, I think Tyron Matthew is maybe an exception to the rule. Typically, with guys when they have problems in college, a lot of times it carries over. I'm kind of being kind of jaded on that but right um, I th- and I, you know I I'm always going to err on the side of caution with prospects whenever a guy has any kind of red flag I don't really like it when my team takes them um, just because it makes it makes me nervous and it's just like okay when's this going to rear its head uh, but you're right he's only 20 years old yeah um, so he's he's young he can still figure it out and I hope he does for his sake because he's I mean the world's his like he he's this talented as, I mean, he's got everything you want, you know, so mm. the world, everything's laid out in front of him. It's going to be up to him whether or not he wants to be a good player because he, he absolutely has the talent.
1: And this isn't me saying that he's going to be able to do what what the honey badger has been able to do in kind You're of talking
0: like a from like a personality. Just, from like,
1: just like if you watch him on the field and like that kind of talent. Kind of went. His mentality
0: and, is similar his on the field. Mentality,
1: yeah. the way he plays the game, you think that they're going to be able to correct the things that they're struggling with off the field that are keeping them from getting to do what they love. Yeah, and that's where it's just kind of interesting for me to see is like, how does he get valued I, on tape? I
0: have him as a second round pick. And disclaimer: we don't know these guys right at all. Right, uh, but when you watch Holton Hill, he makes plays where you go, Holton Hill, holy. Hill. oh my gosh see what i just did there oh, segue that into <laughs> our next prospect that we're going to talk about who also has a pretty interesting name and i don't know how to say it is isaac yadam i think that's wrong yeah I-, I think that's wrong i y- um, y- i'm gonna google that you just y- you talk about ties talk about isaac d- y and, y, uh, y- a d o m yadam 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 i don't know i got it okay here is the pronunciation guide it's loading. From, <laughs> here's the pronunciation guide from Boston College. Isaac Yaitem yeah, your item like like not, you're leaving no like you're leaving the supermarket and like can't can't you forgot your item <laughs> like that's how you say it Your not, item not your, uh, your, your item. item not your my item, item. isaac your item. Your
1: item okay well anyways so after you know a minute of trying to pronounce his name six, six 190 pounds from boston college massachusetts native and uh played at the senior bowl had 28 starts under his belt um this guy is an immense value um when you're looking at teams that are interested in press corners,
0: he's ready to. I think I think he's ready to play right now too. He's he was well coached, and that's the first thing that stuck out to me was his press technique is really really good. I mean, it's really developed his hands, his hand placement. He doesn't miss very often, um, and he, he know. And I think he's the guy that knows his limitations and he knows what he does well. Um, and he presses really well. He's got those long arms that you want. He doesn't panic if he does miss. Um, he's not a great athlete. That's going to have like the type of recovery ability to make up when he does miss, um, but he doesn't panic at least and and his, and like I said, his hands are super consistent with yeah. where he's putting them. Um, I liked him a lot, actually. I did too. You know,
1: him as, like, I'm not sure, like, as far, like, he, his his skill set might be more narrow than some guys, and his ability to translate to multiple schemes may not necessarily be the same as someone like Holton Hill or some of the other corners. However, when I watched him press, like, he had some of the most impressive moments as a press corner um if you go to the if you go to arrowhead pride and read the article i normally provide at least one like i kind of try to show one play to kind of cite an example of why this guy is someone i'm intrigued by and he played a slant perfectly um really really impressive made a play on the ball um balance control it was just really impressive and he's a guy that i would be very interested the chiefs to take a look at because i don't think I don't think as many teams are going to value him the same way because the press technique may not necessarily be something that you know 25 or 30 teams are you know, looking at it's probably going to be you know maybe 10 teams that are really intentional about finding a press corner
0: yeah and uh, well, there's one thing and I don't like kind of going back to, so I don't know this guy. I haven't talked to this guy, but he did things on tape that just make me think this he's a smart football player and he watches a lot of film. Like, there was one specific play where he's lined up and he knew before the snap that it was a screen. I think it was against Clemson, and he just went and blew the thing up, I mm-hmm. mean, from the get-go. Like, he just about. went and he knew exactly what they're running. And I, I like stuff like that because it's, it's like, okay, here's a guy that's going out there. He knows what he's doing. Because, um, even like, if you've ever coached a- a- at any level, you know that – you can see stuff and you know that you studied it but that right. doesn't mean it's getting to them. Right. You know, it doesn't right. mean it's going out there onto the field. And like There are times where you want to pull your hair out and just be like, oh my gosh, Like we talked about this all week. Um, and so that was really cool to see from uh, Item that he went out there and, and he's putting his coaching into his play. And it's something he looks like he probably cares about quite a bit. For sure. And he's
1: not, he's not a perfect prospect. And I think
0: that's partially what's so
1: interesting to me about him is because I think there's a, like the Chiefs are the kind of team that can use his skill sets perfectly and maximize his ability. Um, he's a little too handsy at times. Uh, he got lost on some rub routes. Um, I don't really know, like I know he ran okay at the combine. I'm not sure his long speeds necessarily great, but as far as a guy that like, I have a third round value on him right now. If the chiefs were able to snag him in the late third or in the fourth round, I think that's, that's value. That's, uh, you know, being able to take a guy that has talent that may not necessarily be, be perceived the same way that others might. Um, and, and and maximize his skill sets. So you know that's a guy I'm super interested in. Yeah. Um. So, uh, that's two guys that are. There's write ups already on Arrowhead Pride available. Um. You can go and read that. There's some. There's some gifts. Some visual examples of of what we like about him. Um. And uh, we we're gonna do a couple things. We're gonna do today. Um. We we've got a Chiefs mailbag that we're gonna do later in the episode. Um and there's a one theme that kept showing up. And it was something that I was planning on us talking about on this show anyway, this week. Um, and I'll just go ahead and we'll, will answer the mailbag, but it's really, I mean, it's kind of an extensive review of three prospects, um, answering this question. Um, It's from Seamoose at Seamoose7, and we got a couple other people that asked similar questions to this. It's assuming uh, Veach trades back into the first round. What would be the likely cost, and what players do you think he would go for? You know, I don't really know what he would go for. Uh, but we have three prospects that we would go for. Um, like there's a, there's some guys that um, if we're assuming, um, if we let, let's just let's just have some fun today, and let's just assume that the Chiefs are trying to, to, to trade back into the back half, late first round of this draft. Um, first off. The reason people are talking about that is because Brett Veach kind of alluded to it at one of his press conferences last week, just kind of said, hey, you know, who knows, maybe by the end of this thing, we'll be sneaking into the first round of the draft. Anyway, we'll see what happens, but, you know, I I don't know if that's feasible, but today we're going to look at three prospects that if the Chiefs decided that they wanted to move into the back half uh, of the first round, prospects that we would be interested in them going after. I'm not really going to add the add these guys technically to the draft miss list, but we're going to talk about them anyway because they're guys I don't think really have a chance of falling to the Chiefs at 54, but if they're there late in the first round, I would be absolutely ecstatic for them to take a look at, um, and we'll just get into those real quick. Uh, the first one is Harold Landry. He's an edge prospect from Boston College. He is a teammate of Isaac... Yeah, item. Yo, item. Yeah, yeah, item. Gotcha, uh, item. Yeah, 2016 All American. uh, Very, he was was very productive in 2016, um, and then he got hurt, and his production fell off. Um, And I'll just be flat honest with you. I watched him, I watched a lot of his 2017 tape on my first kind of analysis of him and I didn't really, I kind of gave him like a late second round grade because he just didn't look as explosive as he did Uh, when I went back and watched after he blew up the combine uh, on his 2016 tape. Uh, Jake. What's, uh, what, what do you think about uh, Harold Landry
0: as an edge prospect? I've seen him everywhere. You know, I've seen him top 15. I've seen him mid-second. And I think teams are kind of split because of – kind of like how, how you honestly are because his 16 tape and his 17 tape are just – they're different. They're very different. Um, in 16, he looks like a top 10 player. He really does. I mean, he looks like a guy that's going to be like, wow, is this guy going to – is this guy going to have a big senior year, test well, and be like a Von Miller type? But instead he got hurt um, did not look nearly as explosive. And that's that's his game. He's definitely, he's not a guy that's going to come in there and blow people up. He's he's definitely kind of that fluid, athletic edge player. Um, and I think he proved that at the t- at the combine. I think he's a double-digit digit sack guy in the NFL, um, especially if he can get to his 16 tape. Um, what's What's interesting about him is I don't know if they ever released what ankle was bothering him, but one note that I put on him specifically was he looked so much better in 17 rushing from the right side. So it makes me wonder, was it his left ankle? Um, and maybe that's out there somewhere and someone can look that up, but I, I did a little bit of research and I couldn't find if they released what ankle it was. Yeah. Um, He's uh he he fights through blocks really well. Um he he plays with good leverage. He's one of those guys that his hands are above his ears. He extends his arms really well. Um hand placement's pretty consistent, uh flexibility, balance, all real good. He had one play against Wake Forest in seventeen that he still would flash in seventeen. He had a dip move against Wake that was disgusting. And he and he finished on it too, and he went and got a sack. And so there's flashes like that. You're like, okay, that's that's the sixteen Harold Landry. Yep. Um but it just wasn't it wasn't there all the time in 17 yeah so here here's
1: here's kind of here's been my timeline with Herod landry i watched his 17 tape i tried to judge him based on what i saw in 2016 and i saw a technician i saw a guy that played with really good technique and leverage and had some moves and showed the ability to bend but i didn't like i didn't think he had a, an extra gear i didn't mm-hmm. think he had burst um and then you know so the combine came and he blew it up I mean, he had a fantastic combine. Uh, if you know anything, if you guys, if if you're a draft nerd, you you probably know the name justice Mosqueda. He has a, a force player metric, which is basically a density adjusted athletic score. That is very predictive of successful edge prospects. And Harold Landry is one of the few force players in this draft. Kylie Fitz was another one. Our Our guy, Kylie Fitz was another guy. Um, Harold Landry, I went back because my my concern was I watched his 17 tape just basically saying I don't know if he's if he's test if he's if he's able to test at, at a high level if he's gonna be athletic he proved that at the combine so what I did is I went back and and let the 2016 tape affect what I thought of him more and he got a bump he's he's kind of an early second round grade for me at this point because his is athletic Ability Was there He was a little bit more sudden He was a little bit more explosive uh, When I watched the 2016 Tape so I'm kind of trying to give him more of the Benefit of the doubt when I watched his tape um, Did you
0: have any like Big concerns about him Well I think you hit, You already hit it but it's So I, the first time I watched him I watched two. I only watched two of his 16 games And I watched more since but that's why I think my grade Initially was a little bit higher than yours I have a late First on him um, but what the thing about him is, if he doesn't have that explosiveness, if he doesn't have that type of get off, he's Derek then, Barnett. Then he's, a, just a <laughs> yeah, he's, just, yeah. he's just a guy. Yeah, he's just he's just a guy. Yeah. But that's what makes him. That's what separates him. And that's and that's the fine line with edge rushers, anyways. And that's the fine line that makes you either. Uh, oh, he's he's a uh, Frank That Zom- uh, Frank Zombo is a nice player, but if you could give him athletic, athletic abilities, <laughs> he'd be a really good player. Right, you know, right? And that's maybe. Uh, that's maybe not a great example, nah, it's but fine. Um, it's on brand. It's but, good. yeah, but it's just. and So if he doesn't have that, if he doesn't have the juice that he had in sixteen, then he has no business being a first round pick. But if he does, then he's then he's he should be a top twenty right. player. And I think that that's where people are split on him.
1: And so yeah, my confidence in his ability to be a athletic. Uh, an athletic powerful edge rusher wasn't high based on 17 tape, but it looks like he's kind of coming back into form based on what he did at the combine. And this is kind of just an example. You know, I don't use the combine to say, Oh, he ran a four We should draft him. This isn't tree Archer. This is, uh, the tape shows a guy that struggled as an athlete. It might've been cause he wasn't healthy. Now that he's healthy, if those athletic abilities are able to manifest themselves on tape, or on And on they the, do on the field. And like and when do. you watch
0: 16 It, it, it does And that's the connection Is right. It does show up it's not like he just uh, Blew up the combine And he's a good Shorts athlete Like he's a good athlete he's On a, the field he's a good football player
1: mm-hmm. He's a very good football player It was just Do you trust his Athletic ability enough And It looks like He's regained his form As an athlete So uh, if the Chiefs snuck into the end of round one, he's a guy I'm very interested in the Chiefs selecting. Uh, would be very very happy if 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 he's there at like 31 or something, and the Patriots aren't really interested in tra- you know drafting in the first round. You know they just love themselves some round three picks. We can give them a few. Um, yeah, let's that that's
0: that's a guy I'd be excited about. Very uh, excited about. Harold Landry reminds me so much of a Patriot though <laughs> i don't know i don't know why he's a four-year senior technician or, yeah. i mean he just plays with good technique you know he's a guy that probably would fit in really well there and that has nothing to do with anything other than like there's just some guys you look at and you are like this looks like he's he's, he's from boston he yeah, plays in boston maybe that's it i don't know. i don't know I'm, i
1: i uh i i think i think harold landry is a guy if uh if the chiefs Uh, We're are serious about trading in the first round, man. He'd be a guy I'd be excited about a couple more guys that uh, would be very interesting to me. Uh, How about both corners? There's kind of we talk a lot about corners lately, but, you know, I think that's a position that very well that she's could attack. And let's talk a little bit about Mike Hughes, 510, 189 Central Florida. Uh, he signed with UNC out of high schools there at North Carolina, got in trouble. And there's going to at, at some point in the next couple weeks, this is this is starting to get character leak season mm-hmm. where, you know, the last month leading into the draft, you start hearing stuff and kind of, you know, some things don't some un good things will start coming out here. My Hughes, we might get some more backstory on him and that could affect his draft stock eventually. Uh, he got in trouble at North Carolina wound up going to garden city community college and then finished his career for our national champion, the UCF Knights, uh, golden Knights. Uh, We don't, we've already got, I don't, we don't know, but they're, they're the champs. They're our champions. They're, they're, they're my, they're my national champs. I don't know about y'all, but, um, he finished his career at UCF. Um, very, very good, uh, last year there. Uh, Jake, I think he's a pretty scrappy and physical kind of guy. That's kind of one
0: of the things I liked about him. Yeah, hey, I, I put that his way in would be really important. Um, and he didn't blow anyone away. He's only 5'10, 189, smaller guy, plays a lot bigger. Um, but he's he's a good player. He's another press corner. Um, he's a press corner that I think can do more. Um, I think if if you want to play him in a press, he's probably going to be, a, um, that's probably what you want to do. I think he can play a little bit of his own, I think he can play a little bit of man as well. Um, but he's, not, he's not. He doesn't have as narrow a skill set as like I like Isaac Yamama or him yeah. or whatever. Yeah, no. He's so yeah. He's, 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 he's more yeah. scheme versatile, but um, he's another good springy athlete. Um, really good strike. Like he's got pretty pretty powerful strike, and I could almost use the term the draft uh, term of the week on him, but I'm going to save it for later. Yeah, save that uh, So come back to him when I say it. Uh, but so he's got a good change of direction. Offers some special team value. I think he returned punts for them. Um, really had a really nice season for them. Um, he. Did did struggle with with my guy uh him and anthony miller had quite quite a good battle that i would say anthony miller i would have given the uh i'm I'm
1: going to try to keep us from talking from anthony miller just so like we can get out of here in time (laughs) (laughs) anthony miller's good that's your boy man that's Uh, like that's your guy well i won't talk about him then yeah we'll, just, we'll do a whole episode <laughs> on him. no I'm, I'm literally i'm telling you i'm going to avoid him at all costs i'm just gonna make you like have to like start your own periscope he's account or something probably the guy he's probably him. the
0: guy that the chiefs need to take in the third or fourth i would really put him over the top yeah i'm just gonna throw that yeah, out 25 year old with a broken foot that's better than be their, immediately be their best receiver <laughs> <Woo>! immediately <laughs> maybe not <laughs> they spent 18 million dollars on a on a maybe not but he's good um <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Sorry, no, go. Uh, no, so that's what I liked about him. Things things that kind of concern me a little bit um, is sometimes he gives up inside leverage, which is kind of concerning for a press corner. Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes he opens up his hips a little bit too soon. Um, and I think some of that is also just... You know, he's he, I mean, he played like in three different programs in three years. So he's, at Garden, he's in Kansas for a while. Like, he's yeah, in Garden and, I think, City. and that stuff matters. It does. Like, yeah. you're getting coached by three different coaching staff. So your technique's going to be a little bit different. Everyone's always a little bit different. So I think some of that kind of showed up. But, um, like we said before, and we said a lot about a lot of guys, it's all fixable. Um, he's a little bit small for my liking. Yeah. And honestly, um, trading up for him, I don't know if he's not going to be there in the 50s.
1: I, you know, unless something with his character falls, uh, you know, comes out. I a lot of people have him as a late first round pick. I wouldn't be surprised though. Yeah, no, and I think that's kind of the thing with everybody. Like even when I'm building the draft miss list, there's some guys that are like fringe. And basically, I think it depends on who you read. Like some guys, I, when I when I write about a prospect like Justin Reed, some people are like, "Oh, there's no chance he'll be there." And they might be true. It mm-hmm. might be right. But it's kind of one of those things where you know you you get a lot of varying opinions on where a guy's going to go. Um, he's probably a, he, a He's in that. Group area yeah. of Yeah, you don't really know. You it's you wouldn't be stunned if he's there, but everything you kind of hear seems to indicate he won't be Mm -hmm. one thing and just a couple of things that i saw with him i wasn't like a big fan of i thought he struggled at times with some bigger receivers kind of got bullied at the top of routes at times um that's one thing you know and that's that that probably goes back to some of his you know size and frame issues you can't coach you can't change that i mean that's just always going to be there but um i have a second round grade a pretty high second round grade on him um i i think he might actually be in my top 32 prospects i think I've told you this before I don't necessarily have 32 first round grades I think I'm in the 20s somewhere the early 20s as far as first round prospects so there's going to be guys with second round grades that go round one that doesn't mean that they're not good players or good values at 30 or 25 you know not every draft in fact most drafts aren't going to have 32 first round prospects um, so Mike Hughes is a guy of a high second round and I think he's a good player if the Chiefs traded up for him wouldn't be mad um, absolutely I think he's you know a guy that's worth looking at um, and we got one more prospect that uh, I thought we should profile that I'd be interested in the chiefs taking. Um, And it's kind of one of the first guys that me and Jake watched this year when we started our draft process. And I had to go back and kind of watch him uh, again because I really wanted to get a good feel about him before we talked. I've watched a lot of great, I got a lot of games on him at this point. It's Isaiah Oliver, six foot 201 pound cornerback as well from Colorado.
0: Uh, he's actually a decathlete. And a good one. Like, he was nationally ranked in high school. He didn't do it in college, did he? I think he might have because did I think he? he's – maybe maybe just in college. Yeah,
1: he said – I thought he set a school record at Colorado. He might be right. Maybe yeah. early in his career. But, um, you know, very good athlete, and it shows up on tape. He's kind of a bigger corner. And one of the things
0: I don't know about you, Jake, when I watched him, I thought he was bigger than six foot. So did I. And and part of that is because I think he he uses his length really well. Um, one well, my my favorite thing about him is how well he defends the fade, and that's kind of what, what kind of made me think he was bigger than he was too, because he could go high point balls and uh and and compete with these bigger receivers. Um, but some of that too is look even looking at my notes and watching him again, knowing like what his actual size is. He he finds the ball really well, which you you think like oh like duh you can find the ball, but like that's that's not that's a skill. Like not all corners can do that well, can get their head around and locate. The ball um, and get themselves in a position to make a play on it um, so he does a really good job with that he fights all the way to the ground to dislodge the ball too like there are a couple of times where the receiver had the ball but because he has good tracking ability um he, he gets his hands in there and, and he will fight until they're on the ground to try to get that ball out and he's successful at it yeah um He's he had a ton of pass def- deflections, but only had three picks in two years. Um, so that's probably why he's playing defense um, because it, it shows you, yes, he can find the ball, he can get his hands on it, he struggles to catch it, struggles to make the interception. Um, but but he's o- active, he's active also, yeah. with
1: the ball. Like yep. he's not gonna he's not gonna have ball production necessarily from an interception standpoint. But he did definitely play the ball extremely well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm dead on with you there. Um, you know, here's I'm I'm really glad that i went back and watched more of isaiah oliver Um, he was because he's one of the guys we really watched a lot of early it's it's kind of good always to go back and refresh and we've I've been doing that a lot lately because you know we started our draft watching kind of our grading process we started in like November Mm -hmm. so some guys we needed a refresher course to get more you know get some kind of get some refreshers on who he is and there's a couple there's a couple places in his grade that I wasn't completely fair to him and I'm glad I went back and watched more Uh, I watched the Colorado State game uh, this last week or so and um, man it was probably one of my favorite games of his if you go back and watch him uh, in the Colorado State game uh, he flashed his long speed flashed some ball skills, ability to make some... He made an incredible play downfield on a post. Uh, really, really glad I went back and watched him a little bit more, um, especially knowing that the Chiefs are looking to go back to that press-heavy scheme. Um, he's kind of like a... He's As far as, like, he's one of... The, he's, he's He's a really, really good corner. He's probably going to be one of the five best corners in the draft
0: whenever it's all said and done for me on my board. Um, and I really He's unrefined though too. Like I think if you if you take him and you want him to play in the press, he can do it, but he's maybe not as close to being ready as some of these other guys are yet.
1: I think um, well and I don't I'm not sure like he's he he'd be best served playing in a press game
0: too. Yeah, I I put <laughs> I like him, yeah. Like, I, so that's my notes. So like, I like him best as in a press man scheme or like in a cover two type defense where he can be active with his hands and he can really try to reroute people. That's back when I thought he was like six one, six two as well. But he still plays that well. And I guess you know if you if you really just go watch the tape, then. He plays big so yep. he might as well be and he is big he, that six foot that's not that's a good size corner. Yep. Absolutely.
1: Um, I, I think he's kind of trying to understand leverage not just necessarily at the line of scrimmage just even like when he's playing off coverage mm-hmm. like I still think he's trying to understand how to use his length how to use his athleticism in, you know with his leverage in off coverage um, I think he gave up a little too much cushion at times and um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he navigates through that. He's a guy man he, You're talking about aligning aligning you know uh, a player with what the Chiefs do and that's really I mean honestly that's what we're all here to do like the you know trying to find and understand players from a value perspective and you know like Isaac Yamama earlier Isaac Yadam um, he's a guy yeah yeah item not my Adam, he's gonna listen Adam. to
0: this and be upset that you're saying his name I hope it. he does
1: and Isaac if you're listening I'd love to have you on the podcast we can learn how to pronounce your name we can talk about uh, how you like your barbecue be great but
0: um you know I, I i i hey any prospect that wants to come on this show you will get we can and i will personally take you out to any kansas city barbecue place that you want to go to except gates yeah no we wouldn't do that to you no nah, gates is okay it's, it's fine it's but
1: it's not the best. I you know, I yeah, I'm not really it's going not out, out i I'm not really going out of way, my way to eat gates. Part of the thing, here's my thing with gates. Some of their ta- some of their barbecue sauce tastes like
0: Taco Bell taco sauce. Which Taco Bell taco sauce is good. It's very if good. you're at Taco Bell. <laughs> you don't want it on some you don't want right, it on if some. Beef for, if you're not mentally prepared for it, it's not good.
1: Gates is fine. I'm not trying to hate on Gates. I like Gates, but like it's just it's Friends it's, of the Podcast, Gates Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I just I yeah, they're they're kinda down the list. Anyway, sorry. Isaac Yadam, like guys like him, narrower skill sets maybe just maximizing their ability Um, within the construct of the Chiefs. And that's the whole point of any scheme is the good coaches, the good teams, they find ways to identify value based on what they do. Um, Isaiah Oliver could be an incredible press corner and develop really well here in Kansas City. He's a guy I would be absolutely thrilled with if they took a look at him uh, and traded up in round one for. I'd be completely fine with that. He's a
0: young guy too. Is he? Mm-hmm. What's his age? Uh, twenty twenty one, I think. Wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I mean, there's still some there's still some upside. And, you know, I, I kind of uh, I like I like guys that are uh, a little bit on the young side. Whenever I'm looking at prospects, so there's three guys that I would be particularly interested in that she's trading up for if they were to trade up. I'm not even necessarily saying that's something I would want to do. It's getting it's making things really interesting for us. It's giving us more things to talk about. Um, so we'll we'll kind of keep an eye on that. Um. So we've got uh, thank you guys. We did. We did a draft. We were doing an AP Chiefs draft show mailbag. And I thank you guys so much for, for asking all these questions. We have a lot of really, really good questions this week. Um, we'll probably try to do that a couple times here before uh, draft miss actually happens. Um, and we're just going to go down the list and, and, and talk about a couple of these questions. And uh, we'll go from there. So. First, uh, first question comes from the Chiefs fan twenty four on Twitter. He said, "Am I the only one that thinks it's completely possible that the Chiefs really like one of the safeties in this draft? Seems like they have identified a couple guys and believe there will be, or they will be there in the second, or like V suggested, could move to get one." Um, so, I, a lot of this, I think, is coming from you know a lot of people are really stressed that the Chiefs haven't made any moves at the safety position at this point um you, you, they they the name uh, trey boston's been thrown out a lot uh the, main, the name eric reed's been thrown out a lot here in kansas city and i like both those players um i think i two things i think that there's probably i think there's probably some truth to what this guy, uh, what Chiefs Fan Twenty Four is saying. I think that the safety class is incredibly good, and there's potential for the Chiefs to get value at
0: fifty-four um, Not later too. This is a, this is a really deep class, yeah, and yeah, even later than second round. Yeah. yeah, you can get there's guys that'll be there in the third or fourth round that can come in and play for you and play good football. And you know, like you can't have an all-pro at every position, right? And there's there are safeties in this class that. Like a guy like Quinn Quinn Blanding or Marcus Allen, like as we were talking about, uh, we were talking about them off air. Like they're not they're not guys that are going to come in and blow your mind or anything, but they're they're going to be good players and yeah. they're going to and they're smart players and they're going to be able to come have, in and play good football for you. They have a they have a role and they could fill a role. You know, the
1: two things um, with that Eric, Eric Berry's back. So the safety position, people. Eric Berry's coming back. The other thing, one thing we heard when we were uh, we were in Indianapolis for the combine is at least one person we talked to is not sure that Eric Murray uh, isn't due for uh, for uh, you know an improvement uh, on on his year last year. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if if Eric Murray. It sounded like Eric Murray cares about football. And that's, that matters, believe it or not. Some of these guys, they don't care about football as much. It's a means to an end. Um, so keep an eye on that. Eric Murray back. Uh, Eric Berry back. Daniel Sorensen, I'm not a huge fan of right now, but if you bring in another safety, did you
0: know that Daniel Sorensen still owns like two NFL like recent combine records for like the short shuttle and like the sixty yard shuttle or the three cone and the sixty yard shuttle? Does he really? I'm dead serious. Yeah, I was just looking at that today. <laughs> that does not show up on tape. I'll keep talking. And I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> oh my god! So
1: he runs like, oh man, that's I I don't I don't believe you.
0: BYU, 2014. He owns the three cone record with a 6.47, which is stupid good. Where is that on tape? And then also where? the 60 yard shuttle at 10.8. <sighs> I, I don't know. know where it's on tape, but that's I, a perfect <laughs> example of why the combine. Looking through all of these records, combine records, maybe that's why most the of these left guys that. aren't good. Wow. So Demarcus Van Dyke, remember him? I do. 4.28. Wow. What's he doing now? I. <laughs> not playing
1: football. Yeah. Uh interesting. I the Chiefs the Chiefs should I think there's there's some studs out there. I'd really like them to see him get a single high safety. That's why I love my guy Jesse Bates. Those guys are harder to find though. They are harder to find, which is why I mean Jesse Bates. That's my guy. Uh he's a really interesting dude. Uh Chief Priest 25 on Twitter asks, "Do you see Deshaun Elliott as a fit with the Chiefs?" Do you see him more as a free safety or a strong safety? I want to let you answer this one first, Jake, if well, you, if you want. Well, I just talked about
0: two guys, Marcus Allen and Quinn, Quinn Blanding, who I, would, I, I like Deshaun Elliott more than I like them, but they're all kind of in the same bubble for me, in that same range of guys that are good at football. Deshaun Elliott is a guy like he, he's a really smart football player I think he's limited athletically I think he could get away with him playing single high but I don't know if you want to put him in that position he's super op- opportunistic if you watch his tape yep. he, he makes a lot of plays but it's usually be, because he's smart and he's in the right place at the right time um, which is a skill that's very good but he doesn't have the athleticism that's going to pop off at you and be like alright this is our single high guy but he's a guy that yeah he can he can come play football on my team like that's fine um, I kind of i my, my thing <laughs> (laughs) with deshaun elliott
1: my note on him was he's a master of none yep like he's not like someone that has like a dynamic skill set he's not a guy that he's got a lot of like rare abilities and you're never gonna you're probably never gonna look at him and go hey that's that's deshaun elliott uh all pro safety
0: doesn't have a lot of glaring weaknesses though either
1: right he's just i mean he's he's solid sound and
0: safe he's you know i don't think I don't think I'd want him. Did he, what was the question? Free safety or strong? I don't. He's. I mean, that's kind of what's really the difference nowadays. Anyways, unless you have a guy, everything. unless you have a guy that can play single high like an Earl Thomas type, like yeah, that guy's a free safety. But for most schemes, I think it's pretty interchangeable. I'm not sure
1: he's a, a great fit for the Chiefs. Yeah, because if they're gonna play press man and they're like, he's not gonna be a single high. He's okay, and like kind of in the slot playing tight ends. Like, I'm not sure he's like a great fit. He's a he's a fine football player.
0: Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll find out if the that Chiefs That would be die. a pick well, that I, I would. I wouldn't be mad about it, but I, just I, would, my shoulders. Like but I, I wouldn't be upset about it either. It's kind of like, okay, like they must, they must like him more than I do. And, and I that's don't, cool. I like, really, can see that. I don't put guys like that on the draft
1: miss list very often. Like if, if, if I look at him and I say, yeah, he's, he's fine. Like where he's valued and stuff. Sure. Like I don't typically put guys like that on the draft miss list. He's, I don't know. I, 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 I he, he's, he's just kind of, he's, he's whatever. Uh, For me personally, Um, I know some other guys like him out there. So you might, I think, I think chief in Carolina might like him. Find him on, you should follow chief in Carolina on Twitter too. If you're not, he's, he's, he's really good at what he does. He knows the stuff. Um, And I've had a lot of fun just going back and forth with him. He's really talented as far as evaluating prospects. I digress. Uh, Chief Priest 25 asks also, can Lorenzo Carter be an edge steal for the chiefs? In this draft, like Justin Houston was, okay. Um, as an edge, the same way Justin Houston is. No, however, I am kind of interested in, in in Lorenzo Carter as an edge prospect, like as a prospect in general. I'm not sure necessarily the same kind of way Justin Houston
0: was a steal, but he he's an interesting prospect. Jake, have, have you watched him yet? Yeah, and I'm just no I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain, and if I. They're just different coming They're out. of way too. Um, Carter's a little bit more of an athlete, which he's, is crazy because Houston's a really good athlete. Carter, well, um, Carter's
1: not really, like Carter's not an, like, he's not a traditional true edge necessarily. He's kind of a guy that can be moved a little bit around in a variety yeah. of ways. And he's kind of not necessarily like a traditional edge prospect. I like him though. He doesn't really fit my prototype as far as edge prospects are concerned, but I'm really intrigued by a guy that's like super long and athletic mm-hmm. and can do a, a few different things. Like, I think you could find a role for him on the Chiefs. I don't think it's a Justin Houston role. I don't think no. it's a traditional edge role necessarily. He's like
0: in the 99th percentile as far as like his relative athleticism. Too, he's so a he's very a good freak. Athlete. But he's—I don't know—he's a guy that you're gonna want to move around. He could probably line up inside, outside. He can cover a little bit. He can, he can rush play a off little the ball bit if you wanted to. So He's—he'd be really fun. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. And then I, thats kind of
0: one thing. I, like let's make it like yeah, he's—he's he's good. Like that'd be a really exciting pick for them. Yeah. Um, but comparing so him to Justin Houston, I just—I don't guess I—I guess I guess i do not see that as much. I think they would use him a, like you said. They just—he'd be used a lot differently.
1: I like Lorenzo Carter. I don't value him the same way as in, as a true edge but like he's intriguing like i think he could set a good edge i think he could give you some pass rushes he's kind of like he might wind up being kind of like what leonard floyd so what some people kind Mm -hmm. of looked at leonard floyd as maybe kind of doing a little bit more i don't know we'll see he's an interesting guy though uh i do like him uh brett david baker asks would you prefer who would you prefer with the 54th pick tim settle deshaun elliott durance armstrong or mike just Jake, who, well, you go first. What do you who do you think
0: out of those four? Yeah, Jasicki, for sure. I think he's got. I'm an upside guy. So, yeah, and I think jasicki has got as much upside as anybody in this draft. And people are gonna be mad because I'm. I totally agree. But like there's three other
1: defensive prospects sitting there, and we're going with mike do but I don't I, care I, I hands down, score I score hundred
0: on people, well, yeah, I don't need th- a defense we'll play I'll play corner that's my highest grade guy
1: yeah that's my uh, of those of those four that he's my highest grade right
0: now. don't and, be a prisoner of the moment too like.
1: Right we f- the defense is going to be fine. Yep. The defense is going to be fine.
0: And even in, if they in don't three take years a like there. think three four years, think second contract, you're not going to be if 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 you hit on Jasiki and in four years you're not going to be sitting there thinking, "Oh shoot, who was that? I wish who I is that got... decent corner that we also could have had?" You right, know what I mean? You just don't right. think that
1: way. Right. And I'm I'm dead on with you there. Uh Jisiki, someone comped him to uh someone I I can't remember who it was. Comped him to uh, young Jimmy Graham. That kind of makes a little bit of sense. I, yeah. It might be even a little bit more athletic than Jimmy Graham, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Uh, I That's, like Jasicki's good. You guys all know what we're doing. Because we they're both, re- they're just receivers. They're receivers. They're big receivers. And um, I would love to see Mike Jasicki running free down the field on seam routes with all the stuff people are having to worry about with this Chiefs offense. Um, okay, real quick. Let's see here. Uh, Sports Talk Brian asks Would you trade up in the first round? What would you be happy trading? And who would you take? uh also what is every position you would draft (laughs) that's a that's a loaded question i i personally i'm not i don't think i would trade up in the first round i think i like where they're sitting i think actually here's the funny thing i think they should trade out of one of their third round picks believe it or not grab an extra i think you could get an extra fourth round pick trading out of the third round uh trading back into the third round potentially um cincinnati's a team to watch there uh as like i kind of looked and see like who could potentially do it cincinnati's a team that if they wanted to trade kind of up into this into the third round a little bit more i think they have like pick 100 pick 112 something like that uh i'm, I'm not really interested in that as far as pro, who, who they're looking at edge corner d line safety tight end interior offensive line uh, I, Running back, I think they should get better. I think you can get more dynamic on third down. Uh, those are prospects. Those are positions I'm staring at. I think right. They could take a quarterback, too. Oh, they could, yeah. I, I think that makes a lot of sense, too, actually, is
0: is is bringing in a, a seventh-round quarterback. Because I'm going to – so as a Chiefs fan, you're probably not used to this, but when you have a young stud quarterback, what a lot of teams tend to do is – We're not used to this. Hold on, take, we're not used to I this. Know, so you'll, you take – another young quarterback and you and you know he's never going to play so you try to you, you Keep invest, flyers. you you try to flip him you try to mad hassle back him or you try to uh why can't i think of anyone else you know, okay. there's a lot more examples we than get Matt the point Hasselback. we're not we're not we aren't used to Jake having Delum. oh that's a good reference
1: we're not, we're not used to having good quarterbacks uh or or young quarterbacks or quarterbacks that are our own you know there's a reason that a day after the chiefs took Mahomes, there was a t-shirt rolling around that said we took a quarterback in the first round that was a thing i don't know if you knew that jake but people were literally I one <laughs> i got one what do you mean what do you mean if i knew i got one just to be ironic yep Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, that quarterback, too, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I think we're going to wind up talking about quarterbacks in the next couple weeks, kind of running them up against Pat and kind of seeing where we would value Pat compared to these guys and also just kind of laugh at all the teams that are sitting there scrambling to try to trade up for a quarterback and, like, can't. Like, Buffalo is literally doing everything they can to get a quarterback, and they can't, and they literally had a chance to take Patrick Mahomes with their original pick. And they couldn't do it now like they're just they screw themselves it's beautiful I'm laughing it's it's phenomenal um, okay a couple more questions Robbie Bennett asks um, will you be disappointed if the Chiefs go offense heavy if they play the draft kind of by best player available um, if the ball bo- if the board falls that way I don't think I would be mad as long as they pick up at least one or two on D and yeah, we already kind of talked about that yeah I mean here's the thing with 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 regard to best player available they 100 need to be looking to do that um they need to be doing that at 54 because i i keep saying this i'm going to continue to say this if they stay at 54 someone you don't expect is going to be sitting there it might be my cues like jake said earlier it could be isaiah wayne it could be uh somebody that that you aren't expecting and you aren't we aren't talking about right now they're at 54. um so they and it could be offensive players it, it, it could be and if it is i'm okay with that take the best player you lost your first round pick it you need to maximize the value of the picks you have i mean anything
0: that you there's a reason best player available is a term that we talk about because the best teams do that Right. You know, I mean, yeah. like in an ideal world, best player available is going to match your need and like but that's not always the case and so take yeah, it's it, it's too it's too easy to make sense. I mean, it, it's it makes too much sense to be anything else and people just mess it up, yep. you know.
1: Uh Boyar Chiefs uh, chief asks, uh, of all the prospects you reviewed, which would have the biggest impact for the 2018-19 season uh, if, the, if taken with the Chiefs' first pick?
0: So we're talking about prospects that are there at 54 or could potentially be there at 54. Um, and are going to come in and play, if, if I understand that right, if, so next as a rookie, impact, who's going to come in as and... a rookie? Okay. Uh,
1: do you have one? or I, I think I have
0: one. I'll no. let you go first if you... I would say, I mean, I would say, like, an offensive lineman because those are the guys that typically can come in and dominate right away. That's true. And this is a really deep, like, guard class. Um, I know that's not, like, a sexy pick, but, like, you want to say, like, like a tight end like Jusecki but you know what those guys don't develop and usually play that well their rookie year I think Jusecki um, could carve a roll out quick though yeah, but, I get but not something. like in like a specialty kind of way but like or like a guy that's going to play every single offensive snap for you at guard yeah Will Hernandez
1: uh, Isaiah Wynn yeah if I, I, that's a good guess um, I man uh, Justin Reed or Jesse Bates those are two guys that I think could have an impact early. Uh, Jesse Bates specifically as like a free safety, kind of free up the Chiefs to be able to kind of move Eric Berry around a little bit more. Uh, that's a guy I think I think he can make an impact quick I like his instincts uh, He's still young if he takes the coaching well man he could have a very successful rookie year uh, that's it for the that's it for the uh, for the uh mailback questions we'll probably do this uh, in a couple weeks thank you guys so much for 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 asking questions if uh, if if we uh, missed you just hit me up again I'll try to I'll try to answer your question maybe on Twitter or maybe we'll just save it for another episode uh, we've got one more thing to do and that is the Scouting term of the week
0: the This is one of my personal favorites So we are talking about Mike Hughes earlier And uh what he he possesses is for a small guy and the term is heavy hands so when you saying like this guy's got heavy hands it's when their hands hit you they're you're moving the opposite direction or he has like a really good strike so mike hughes is a corner that does it typically i would use this to describe like a like guard play quite a bit or this, tackle play it's a
1: very position versatile it scouting is.
0: term it is very um you would typically wouldn't say it for like a receiver No
1: Tyreek's got He's a good blocker He's got really heavy hands
0: Struggles to get his hands up Trying to catch the ball But uh, Like Will Hernandez Heavy hands When he places his hands on you Shoulder pads are popping They're moving backwards Uh, We kind of talked about this last week With Nathan Shepard too Heavy hands Harrison Phillips Heavy hands Like those types of guys It's a skill That not everyone has You don't have to have it to be good But it's one that you typically see guys Like those are grown men out there like and I usually have like big hands that do it too. Um, so heavy hands is a term. You know we've joked about some of our ones in the past, like body beautiful and bubble. But heavy hands is actually like a really a solid term. I really like the term heavy hands.
1: I do not have heavy hands. I have little girl hands. Yeah, uh, it's embarrassing. The fact. I literally I try to keep my hands in my pockets at all times because it's an embarrassment to you know society. Else who has
0: heavy hands? Grandpas. <laughs> grandpas can yes. like cause I'm dude. telling you like my grandpas can pull nails out of boards like with their bare hands my, I don't know how they can do it. or like unscrew something like into dude, a board my Those grandpa
1: my grandpa hands. had uh, he has arthritis like me I have arthritis already I'm 29 years old I have arthritis uh, my grandpa has arthritis but I, he's got heavy hands and they're like they I would not want to Go near those things They're still terrifying And he's in his Shout out to all the Grandpas out there Shout out to Grandpas And uh Listening to the podcast Who do you think Who do you think Has the heaviest hands On the Chiefs Just guessing I think I think I know Uh Chris Jones Ooh that's a good one I was gonna go Justin Houston
0: Yeah that's good Yeah
1: When he he sets his He he uses his heavy hands To set those edges man Tomba had heavy hands Yep Good for Tomba Uh Pouring out for Tomba Yeah pouring out for Tomba It's okay He had a good run. Yep. He made a lot of money at the end of his career. Uh, That's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. we got five more weeks until uh, Draftmas season is over. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Kent underscore Swanson if you want to talk more Chiefs draft. You can find Jake at Jacob Morley. We will be ne- back next week talking about oh, more prospects. I want to
0: hear from some grandpas this week talking
1: about heavy hands. If we have any grandpas that listen. Okay, actually, hold on real quick. Sidebar. We had someone from Hayes, Kansas. Yep. We asked anybody from Hayes to reach out to us last week. Thank you. Hey,
0: give who was that? Give him a shout out for, I, actually, I for remember, actually doing it. Hold on. It. I got it right here. His name was... Any, uh,
1: man i don't know any grandpas with heavy hands reach
0: out to us this week oh did that so mj klein at klein time mj thanks thanks, thanks man thanks we'll for you a shout out um, thanks for
1: uh thanks for reaching out and if any grandpas with heavy hands are listening i that I, that's a very small narrow demographic i if you are reach out love to use love those to, heavy
0: hands to send us a tweet don't yeah. break your phone though
1: yeah man yeah, perfect. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Be sure to check out The Chief in the North on Monday, the Arrowhead Pride podcast on Wednesday, and we will be back on Friday to talk more draft prospects. Catch you later, guys.
0: Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It seems Smart is a show about people doing things that